0: Hey, this is Mike from EpicMarketer.com. I wanted to let you know that the episode you're about to listen to is from our archives and a podcast that I did called the Internet Marketing Podcast back in 2013. You'll notice that we reference the domain Mike'sPodcast.com, which I no longer own, but I still wanted to make sure that you had access to some of the great content and the interviews from this session. So if you need anything in the future, please visit EpicMarketer.com. Thanks so much and enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Podcast with your host, Mike Cowles. Hey, this is Mike from EpicMarketer.com and in today's session, I'm going to be interviewing a great, great marketer named John Morrow from CopyBlogger and we're going to be talking about specifically getting traffic to your blog. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Okay, cool. So, John, how's it going? It's going great. Going great. Glad to be with you here today. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you on. I know that's kind of cliche, but um, I read uh, one of your articles talking about headlines, and I'm obviously a big fan of Copyblogger and... Just thought what a great guy to have on and to teach some of my audience some of the uh, the secrets that you've learned about just being successful with blogging. And I thought because blogging itself is such a kind of a big topic that we'd focus a little bit more on specifically getting traffic uh, to your blog. And obviously with a, a website like Boost Blog Traffic, you're the best guy to have in. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us, uh, just kind of first, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned about getting traffic to a blog?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest lesson I've learned, probably, is that you can't be passive about it. Mm-hmm. What, what, the reason why there are so many failed blogs out there and the reason why so many people fail to get traffic is they have sort of a field of dreams mentality <laughs> where, you know, if I build it, then, then people will come. And they believe that if they publish content, and, and if their content is good enough, then they'll, they'll get ranked in the search engines, and other people will link to them, and the traffic will take care of itself. Um, and once upon a time, maybe, I don't know, seven years ago that might have been true, um, but the, the, the Internet is so crowded now, and there are so many voices, that to stand out, you really have to be proactive, Um so regardless of what you're publishing, whether it's a blog or, or anything else, um, I, I think that you've really got to make pr- promotion a priority. So um, and the, the, the big realization for me, and this is one of the things that I've sort of built my brand around, is when you're a beginner, you need to be spending at least 80% of your time on promotion um, mm. and, and only 20% of your time on publishing free content. Ah. Um, uh-huh. And that's really a big shift. Um, So what that means is, like, on Boost Blog Traffic, my blog, I only publish an article once a week. The Hmm. standard model is to publish an article, you know, every day on a blog. Mm -hmm. Um, But I only publish it once a week. But on every article, I promote it really, really hard
0: Hmm.
1: um, to to be able to get more traffic. And uh, because of that, I mean, it grew um it's already up over twenty two thousand subscribers and over half a million dollars in revenue in its first year um, just because I focus majority of my time on promotion
0: okay, so obviously the big the big key as far as talking about that is uh, the promotion itself. What key piece of advice would you give about the the best way to promote it? I mean, like I know one uh, simple strategy, but it's one that a lot of people overlook is to mention somebody that's got a good blog or got a good following or got a good platform and then contact them afterwards and say, hey, I mentioned you in it in hopes that they'll link back or tweet about it or whatever to bring some content that way. Is that kind of the philosophy behind uh, the promotion or is it, you know, going out and offering to help them with something for free first and building a relationship or what would you kind of say about that?
1: Yeah, it's all of the above. Um I mean, there are some specific techniques that work better than, than others, but relationships really are the the key part of building traffic. Um, I mean, the reason why uh, for Boost Blog Traffic, my blog, um, I raised a lot of eyebrows because I actually got it to 13,000 email subscribers mm. before writing the
0: first blog post.
1: <laughs>
0: um, That's awesome. That you got, you got to ha- say that again for the people that weren't paying attention. 13- yeah, but- 1,000 subscribers before you did your first blog post.
1: Before well, I did the first blog post. And, you know, I, I didn't have to do it that way, but I, I did it as a way to prove that, um, number one, that it could be done, that, that you didn't have to publish tons of content. Um, and also, I wanted an audience to be already there when I started publishing content. Now, the reason why I was able to pull that off is because... I've been building relationships online for like five years. And especially uh, serving as the associate editor of copyblogger, which is one of the biggest and most popular blogs in the world, um, that gave me a lot of opportunities to build relationships. Um, so what that means is when I launched that blog and I told all of my friends, hey, I'm finally getting out here and I want to start my own blog again, um, all, all, almost all of the biggest people on social media started talking about it. They shared it on Twitter and on Facebook and on Google Plus and um, and some of them have, had me do webinars for their audiences and interviews and all those types of things. So, because I had that, those relationships beforehand, that allowed me to generate a, a massive amount of buzz really quickly. And it applies to traffic too. Like, Um, A huge percentage of my posts go viral. Um, It's I I haven't looked at the numbers lately, but it's over 50% of the articles that I write go viral. And it's good content, but the the reason why is, again, because of those connections that I've built. Mm -hmm. So I can go out there. When I publish an article, if I go to all of the people I know just on Twitter, for example, and ask them to tweet it, Um, It'll be tweeted out to probably around five million people within an hour. Wow! Um, So to be able to have those relationships, that that that's the difference between somebody that's hyper successful at getting traffic. Assuming we're talking about free traffic, right? For paid traffic rules are completely different.
0: Right, uh, right, right.
1: But yeah, for free traffic, it's all about those relationships. Um, now, you know, building those relationships, linking out, like you said, great, great thing to do. If you want to build relationships with bloggers, a good thing to do is uh to write guest posts. To mm-hmm. so, come to them and say, hey, you know, I want to write a guest post for your blog. And especially if your guest post does well, like um, when I wanted to build a relationship or deepen my relationship with Darren Rouse uh, at Blogger, which is the biggest blogging blog. I uh, I wrote a guest post for him, and that post became the most popular article in the history of Pro Blogger. Wow. Um, it it got—I don't know what the traffic stats are up to now, but I think it's several hundred thousand visitors. The article has gotten, um, and you know, when you can do something like that for a blogger, even if it's not the most popular article in, uh, on their site, even if it's—you know—it just gets lots of comments. Their audience really likes it. Um, when a blogger sees you contributing great content to their site, you're automatically going to go in their, their A-pile, you know, of people to pay attention to.
0: Out of, um, out of curiosity, real quick, John, what was the topic of that, uh, that guest blog post that you did for ProBlogger? Uh,
1: that topic was a piece of my story. The, the headline for the post was, how to quit your job, move to paradise, and get paid to change the
0: world. Uh, <laughs> and Quit your job. What was the rest?
1: How to quit your job, uh-uh. move to paradise, and get paid to change the world. Um, nice. And, um, yeah, the article went viral. The The share settings have been reset on it since it was first started, but I think it's if you put it all together, it's up around 12,000 tweets nice. now on that post. Um
0: We'll, uh, just for the, for the people that are listening real quick, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. put the links for that guest post as well as for John's site and the other links we mentioned on, uh, epicmarketer.com forward slash John and that's spelled J-O-N. So if you're, uh, on the treadmill or driving down the road, uh, you can check back at epicmarketer.com forward slash John for all these notes. So thanks, yeah. didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: No, no, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it did really well. 6,000 plus shares on Facebook. Um. Mm. And yeah. Um now after doing that now that I've written the most popular post on his site I'll have a relationship with Darren forever. Right? For sure. So um you know giving away really great content to bloggers great thing to do great for building relationships. Um and then also just interviews like this one mm-hmm. is a great thing to do. Um so um when I was a beginner, years ago, um, I had a site where I was interviewing best-selling authors about how to write a best-selling book. And I wanted to get to know Seth Godin. And at the time, I had like three subscribers. I, <laughs> I, I had just, you know, no audience at all. Um, but I came up with a – I spent probably two or three hours thinking of questions for Seth. And uh, then I I pounded him for six months. Um, he kept putting it all up, and I kept following up, following up, following up. Mm. And finally, I got to the interview with him. I asked him the questions. He said, John, these are some of the best questions anybody has answered, or anybody has asked me in a year. And mm. he linked to the article from his site. I- uh, and um, ever since then, I've had a relationship with Seth Godin. Nice. So, um, you know, even if you're a beginner, if you can get somebody to do an interview and you ask really smart questions.
0: Do you mind me um, asking, uh, where the, uh, the link is or, or what the link is for that Seth Godin interview?
1: Yeah, you know, I, have to, I'm not even sure it's still online. Um, that, that site, that, it, it ended up, I think, stalling out, mm. had around 50 subscribers, um, I uh I mean, like like a lot of people, for my first several years online I really struggled. Um, I went through three failed blogs before I got to a successful one. Sure. It took took me a lot of time to really figure things out. Um, it used to be at bestseller dot com. I think that that site may be down now though. Um, but yeah. So um
0: yeah, if not, maybe uh, after the after the call, we can figure out where it's at and uh, get a link to a copy of it or something like that.
1: Yeah, we, I could dig that up. And um, then um, the the last way that's really good for getting to know people is buying their their courses
0: and mm-hmm. become our student. Uh, yeah, you know, Pat Flynn actually, uh, he's not the first one to talk about it, but he's one of the ones recently I heard talking about it, and uh, also the guys from Internet Business Mastery were saying that you know. If you buy somebody's course and you do what they say and then you go back to them and you say, hey, look, you know, John, I did what you said and I got these results, you, you have a shoe in You know what I mean? Of course they're going to want to promote you because it, it makes uh, them look good as a teacher and their course look good as as content.
1: Yeah, people don't realize too. I mean, I'm an information publisher. You're an information publisher. Um, people don't realize what a small percentage of students actually go out there and do the work
0: oh it's it's depressing honestly
1: <laughs> yeah so if you're if you can be one of those people, if you go out there and you know you bust your butt and you you get the work done and you get results, um, that immediately elevates you above so many other people trying mm-hmm. to get their attention um, it because i mean everybody. Everybody wants to be associated with, with people that take action. Um, so by putting yourself in that category, it becomes so much easier. Um, and, I mean, it, it could be pricey, depending on who you want to get to know. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, I, I signed up for a uh, a $10,000 coaching program with mm-hmm. just
0: Because
1: I wanted to get to know it. Mm-hmm. And um I signed up for it. When I signed up for it I set aside twenty hours a week on my schedule to to do all of the assignments in the coaching program. I think it was a eight week coaching program. Um, and um by the end of the eight weeks I'd already made hundred and ten thousand dollars Wow! what what he was teaching.
0: Wow. And I was
1: like I don't know if I'm his most successful student, but I'm you know, certainly within the top five, um, and because of that, you know, I now have Frank's cell phone number. I've, <laughs> you know, I don't bug it, right. but um, w- whenever you're one of those people that goes out there and just works really hard and gets results, um, it just gets a whole lot easier to build a relationship with
0: anyone. So for for the people that are new that are saying, "Hey, you know what? I, I don't have the money to buy a, an expensive course." What's uh what's one of your key strategies for getting the, getting the attention of the big guys?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, what you can also do is buy their cheap product,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh it, it's a little bit harder if you buy like an ebook or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit harder because you may not have access to the person. It's easier if there's some sort of coaching element involved, at least Q and A calls or something. Because it gives you a chance to get on the phone with them and talk about what you're doing. Um, but even if you buy the cheap product, like the way that I got to know Brian Clark at Coffee Blogger and eventually became the associate editor, is I bought a $99 product on on membership sites, and it had a, a forum in the site, and uh, there were, there were a lot of other beginning bloggers and marketers in the site and I went through there and I spent probably two or three hours a day just answering everyone else's questions to the point where everyone else, a <laughs> of the other students thought I was an instructor uh, and I wasn't but I was giving everyone really good feedback and Brian came back to and said, you know, I really appreciate all of the questions you've been answering, you've been giving great answers how would you be interested in writing for me and you know, three months later I was working with him full time
0: That's awesome. It's it's really it's uh, the the word that we always try and avoid as marketers for some reason is work, and uh, it's really the key. You know what I mean? I mean, you want to work smart, of course. You don't just want to be on a treadmill. But uh, man, if you're willing to like like you said, two to three hours a day for most people that work an eight hour job or ten hour job and they hate it, if they could say, you know what, instead of watching the national average of six hours of TV, I'm going to spend you know, two to three of that time of, you know, being on a forum that's in my niche and doing exactly what you just said. If that was their only strategy, um, you know, with their signature, without their signature, it doesn't matter. Uh They would, first of all, get the attention of that forum owner as well as all those people would want to know more about you, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, one of the big myths, too, is that, if I want to get to know this big, famous person, there's nothing that I have that they want. I mean, a lot of beginners feel that way. What do I have to offer them that could possibly be of interest to them? Um, but in my experience, that's never true. Um, there's always something that you can do. Even if it's just, you know, you hear they're going to do an in-person conference, you volunteer to come in at 6 a.m. in the morning to help them set up chairs and table and coffee um it, it doesn't have to do be anything fancy
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but but everybody needs something uh, Another good example is uh, one of my students um, that they, they wanted to write for um i think it was Zen Habits, which is one of the big personal development blogs very competitive to write for them um and uh but he saw on Twitter that Leo was going on vacation. And uh, Leo Babata is the, the name of the blog owner And, um, you know, he said, Leo, um, I know you're going on vacation, um, and, and you're not going to be writing any content for a couple of weeks. You need some guest posts. So I'd be happy to write one for you. And he said, yeah, sure, you know, that would be great. Um, so, um, you know, if you watch for opportunities, maybe they don't need something right now, but they may need something two weeks from now. So getting on their email list, following them on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else, and just watching for opportunities to give them something, even if it's something really simple, is uh, is what you got to do.
0: I I think that's awesome. I remember listening to uh, an interview with uh, Mike Filzane, and one of his readers said, uh, you know, Mike, I I saw one of year. I think it was one of his sales letters and noticed that there was a few typos in there. So I took the time to just uh proofread it for you, you know, yeah. and that Mike Filthing is he's a, he's a really nice guy. He's known as the, uh, the typo King is what he jokes about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like he did a launch. I forget which, which one it was, but the day of the launch, the bullets said, bullets go here, bullets go here, bullets go here. <laughs> and, uh, he still, you know, made six figures on launch day or whatever. But for him, that was kind of a hot button because he hates doing it. And uh, she ended up getting a mailing, you know, to a list of half a million or whatever because she spent like two hours to proofread something. I mean, it's amazing what kind of leverage, not that you want to do it in a manipulative way, but what kind of impact you can have uh, in a relationship just by volunteering to do something that's kind of mundane, honestly, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I just recently hired a guy that uh, every time I would publish an article, he would send me a tweet, John, you know, here's a typo. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And,
1: and he's a professional proofreader. And um, after he did that for a few months, I actually came to where I needed a professional proofreader on one of my courses to help my students out. So I gave him a, a contract to, to work with my students, every month nice. And so, yeah, I mean, just doing those little things like that, um, there's always some level something that you can do, and you just got to watch out for those opportunities.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things, too, I think is important to, to kind of clarify here is, and, and I'm giving credit to Chris Brogan for this one, is it is the least helpful thing you can do is to approach somebody that's busy and say, what can I do to help you? Yeah. Because they're like, I don't know you. I don't want to sit here and think about what your skills are, what my when my needs are, you know, instead, you know, look at what you can do. Sometimes it's, hey, if you have a good skill, like you're a good writer or a proofreader or something awesome, then then just say, hey, I'm a proofreader and I've done it for you or I'm a, a graphic artist. And I thought maybe you'd like to see a, a different version of your logo or whatever. But uh but if not, then stick with something mundane and just look at, like you said. You know, what's a need they have? You know, I noticed that this is kind of lacking, so I wanted to offer for free a way to do that. Um, also, I wanted to, to ask you, John, uh, when you don't have any relationship with that person and you want to offer something like that, do you find the best way to approach that person for the first time? Is it through Twitter? Or is it through email? Do you have any insights on that?
1: It depends on the person. Um, it, it's wherever they're most active, Mm. If someone is really active on Twitter or Facebook, then the best thing to do is watch their page until you see that they just did an update on the site,
0: mm. whether it's
1: on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, and then send them the message. Because you know that they're at the computer, right?
0: Yeah. A- unless
1: yeah. they scheduled it. Um, so, so that's one thing. You know, email can also work. Um, or, you know, but really... I prefer if I if I can't get in touch with somebody on Twitter or Facebook, and I don't have their personal email address, um, you know, sometimes I'll call their support desk if they have one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just say I want to do this. Um, mm. y- you know, I want to do such and such for this person. Um, is, is there any way that that I could get in contact with them? And a lot of times, you know, you'll, they'll, they'll put you in contact with the person if it's something really interesting. Um, and you want to make your, your offer irresistible. I'm working on a, a big partnership right now with a hosting company because every blogger needs hosting, right, web hosting. Right. And uh, I emailed their vice president of the marketing, and uh, I said, could you handle 5,000 new hosting accounts? And that was all the email said. Could you handle that? You know, I'm looking for a partner to do this. It was three sentences. And, you know, 30 minutes later, I had an answer. Of course, yes, please. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> um, so, you know, be to the point and then try to offer something that, you know, that that's really going to grab their
0: attention. So now the, the fun part is, since you're the guy that's the successful guy that has the traffic, what drives you mad about people approaching you with either this strategy or something similar to it?
1: Well, I think the one that irritates everyone is forum emails, right? Mm. Where, where somebody, especially if they don't even put your name in right, if you get an email addressed <laughs> to somebody else. <laughs> right, I,
0: right.
1: I, I get one of those at least every day. Um, <laughs> and it's like you just ruined it forever. You know, right. it doesn't matter what you say now, nothing is right. <laughs> going to come back. Um so I mean that's one thing that's irritating. Um the one that you said from Chris Brogan, you know, what can I do for you? Right. That's right. And, and people you know, people are trying to be helpful when they say that, you know, they they're genuinely sure. trying to help, but you're right. I mean, it, it you can't sit around and think for an hour on what someone else may be able to do for you. Um, And and also really long emails.
0: Mm, Yes. Problem. Yes.
1: Anybody that's successful and popular, I mean, it it should be some, like, sort of law of physics. The the more popular you become, the (laughs) more email you receive, you know. Um, So, I mean, I usually get, you know, 500-plus emails a day. And um, I have an assistant that goes through a lot of it, and and, and I, I delegate as much of it as possible. But still, there are more people that that want a response from me than I can respond to. Yeah. And if your email, you know, if you're telling me your whole life story, um, I'll look at it and just see how long the email is. And I'll follow it away, and I'll say, I'm going to come back to this later. But later never happens. Yep. Um, and and then you know people get upset. You know why aren't you responding? Um, and I feel bad about it. Um, but if you want to get in touch with with people that are successful, you need to be hyper succinct. Um, you know, no more than like five or six sentences in an email yep. to begin with. Yep. Um, Otherwise, and you also want to make it really easy for them to respond. If you can reduce your question down to a yes or no answer, that's great. If I can respond to an email by just saying yes or no, and that's all I have to say in the response, then that's great. You know, I'll respond immediately. But if I, if they're asking me something and I have to write a five paragraph response, <laughs> That's another reason why they won't get a response. Right. So yeah, try to keep all of that in mind.
0: That's great. You know, uh one of the things that again going back to Chris Brogan's example that people can do is once you build a relationship, like, you know, once you got a relationship with Seth or whoever, you know, that's that's popular, you know, in Chris's example he said uh being helpful is going to somebody and saying, Hey, you know, I was thinking about our conversation last week and it seems like you could really use some more traffic to your site that that might help some of the challenges you were having and so and so over here is really good at that would you like me to introduce you to him
1: yeah exactly
0: i mean fantastic i mean it's now now you're my friend you know what i mean i was listening to your podcast last week you said one of the biggest pet peeves is whatever and so and so would be great at you know solving that would you like me to introduce you you know yeah
1: exactly. I mean another another good thing that you can do, and by the way, Chris is brilliant at that, if anyone wants an example, just follow him on Twitter and Facebook and you can see him doing exactly that. Um but but another thing that you can do is if somebody talks about like some general principle or strategy. Um like let's just take for example the headlines on the blog. If I'm talking about um about how to write headlines that make your articles go viral. What somebody could do if they wanted to come back to me and get my attention is they can come back and say, John, you know, I found this example of a blogger that I believe writes the best headlines. Mm. Look at this and look how popular their articles are. Or, John, look at this headline that went viral. So whatever they're talking about, you can provide an example that's supporting evidence for what they're talking about. Um whenever somebody does that for me, I love it because I can use that example in some future article. And it's some of those things, I mean, you can't google to find the best example uh, of someone doing something. Um so you you almost have to depend on either stumbling across it or somebody sending it to you. So I love it when people do that too. It's great.
0: That's awesome. That's a that's a great strategy. You know, I, I think that really the key is, is this all comes down to, like you said, is building relationships. And when you kind of have somebody, uh, you know, on the radar, like, you know, I really like John more on how he writes. And he, I know he's a headline guy. And, you know, like as an example, a friend of mine, Ron Douglas, sent me uh, a doc not too long ago, PDF, with uh, 50 subject lines that did great. You know? And he's like, hey, I thought you might like this. And I was like, awesome. You know, I, I, if, if Ron wasn't already my friend, he would now be on my radar just for doing that. You know? Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. great. So, uh, any other, uh, strategies you want to share before we wrap things up for, uh, for the newcomer to, to build those relationships to get traffic to their blog?
1: As far as building relationships goes, I think that's about it. I mean, once you do build the relationship, the the key from there is whenever you – like if you're publishing content, whether it's a video or a blog post or a free report or whatever, the key from there is once you have those relationships, look at the people that you have connections with. And instead of asking yourself, you know, what do I want to write about, ask yourself the question, what could I write about or what video could I produce? that the people I already have connections with, that it would be irresistible for them to link to. Mm. So instead of creating a piece of content and then going out there and looking for people to link to it, get the people that can link to your work and then look at their interests Mm -hmm. and create your piece of content and look at their audience's interests too. Um. So once you have those relationships, I mean, one of the, I've started calling it traffic targeting, um, because what you want to do is target specific people and design content that's irresistible for them to link to. And if you do that, if you have the relationship and the, the piece of content is perfectly aligned with their interests and their audience's interests, your your chance of getting that link go up a hundredfold.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, great. Well, I really appreciate you, uh, you taking the time to come out today, John, and, and to share what you know and your experience. And I just love your examples. I love your attitude towards it. I, I love the tenacity of, uh, (laughs) you know, following after Seth for, for six months to get an interview and, and then, uh, you know, being the type of person and doing the type of work and, and, uh, you know, just bringing out your intelligence to the point where Seth Godin who's obviously somebody a lot of people respect for being super smart would say something like, you know, John, those are some of the best interview questions I've heard. Um, I just I I love that. I love the attitude and I think that the uh starting out with the end in mind is really the key for for your success. Like things like, hey, I'll spend $10,000 on Frank Kern's coaching, but I'm before I even do that, I'm going to commit 20 hours a week to doing what he says versus let's see what happens or Depends on what's in the course. Instead to say, no, this is an investment and I'm planning on building a relationship with Frank. So if this doesn't work, it's going to be on Frank because I'm doing it for 20 hours a week. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So
1: Yeah. Hard awesome. work. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So thank you again. Um, if anybody wants to get in touch with you or connect with you, uh, is the best site boostblogtraffic.com or is there – uh, can they meet meet up with you on Twitter, or what else would you suggest?
1: Yeah, Traffic dot com is good. Um, I'm John Morrow J O N M O R R O W on Twitter, uh, Facebook. I'm Traffic dot com. Google Plus. You know, I'm a social media guy, so I'm everywhere. Um, so yeah, it, it, would love to to connect with uh, with anybody that that uh, has any questions about traffic.
0: Excellent. Well, we'd love to have you on again sometime. Uh, Maybe next time we can cover our our original thought, which was uh, headlines that that (laughs) kill it. (laughs) So uh, thank you again so much, John. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. You bet. Thanks for having me, Mike.
0: Thanks for listening to the Internet Marketing Podcast. Please tell a friend to check out EpicMarketer.com.